Welcome to Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies. This talk show addresses strategies for thinking in today's complex aviation world. Now, here's Tweet Coleman, a former Boeing 727 and 747 pilot with Continental Airlines. She has 22 years working in the FAA and is a published author of Take Your Life Off Autopilot. Tweet received her Doctorate of Aerospace Aviation Education and is currently teaching aviation-related courses and is today's host. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Tweet Coleman, and I'm one of the hosts for the Florida Aviation Network. We're broadcasting live and in the clear here, and we're in the Central Florida Aerospace Academy in the Aerospace Center in the Excellence Area. And we're here at Sun and Fun Complex in beautiful Lakeland, Florida. And we'd like to mention, as it said earlier, this is the 49th year of this uh, wonderful air show. You know, it'd be fun to find somebody that came in like the first couple of years and interview them, wouldn't it? That would be fun. And I'm here with Rochelle Floor, Floyd. Mm-hmm. Yep, thank you for coming. And uh, you've been involved in Sun and Fun for how many years now? This is my seventh. Okay, seventh. And how did you start? What, what did you do? I actually started as um, an educator. So I was here teaching summer camps oh. and eventually came on full-time as the education director. And now I'm full-time scholarship director, so I work with all of our students involved in our scholarship programs. Wow. So you're one of the lucky ones that, you know, get to give money out in scholarships, right? That's right. <laughs> I understand that you actually uh, have flown. As uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I did get my pilot license right out of high school just for recreational right. use. Mm-hmm. Um, I never intended on using it professionally, mm-hmm. but... Um, you know, life changes in ways that you don't foresee. Mm-hmm. So I've ended up here, and um, since my private, I've gone on, and um, I've actually gotten my CFII check ride right after the show this year. Oh, wow. Wow, good. So, so what do you plan to do with your CFI? Uh, well, it's really useful when I'm working with the students that are in flight training. So mm-hmm. I can help them kind of get over any kind of obstacles that they're encountering in training. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the ground school stuff is very helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if you're talking about aviation scholarships, it really is uh, useful to know all the jargon in the aviation language. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. tell me that you have a Cessna 210? I do. Oh, wow. I do. I've owned it for j- about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, ra- the um, aircraft that we took on the Airways Classic last year. Oh, oh, speaking of which, tell us about that. It was right here. It started in Lakeland, right? It started in Lakeland, yes, for the first time and probably the only time ever. Wow. Um, So it was very convenient for us. And, uh, you know, we had to put a team in with it here in our hometown. Uh Uh-huh. So myself, my co-pilot, who we have since hired on. Oh, wow. So she works with me in the scholarship department now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our navigator was actually a high school student here, and she's oh. a student pilot, and she has a check right after the show as well. Oh, wow. So was that like an interview, her being your co-pilot? Were you kind of interviewing her? Or <laughs> do you think, did you think about a job for her? Or? I really didn't think about it that uh-huh. way. But uh, the way that it came about, because I didn't know her prior to going uh-huh. on 
the air race. Oh, wow. But because we wanted to take the high school student, she wasn't eligible to be a co-pilot. Oh, okay. So we went seeking someone that had mm -hmm. the credentials. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously, I went to Polk State College because that's a partner of ours that's right next door. Right. And Caitlin was a student there at Polk State. She's now a commercial pilot. She was working on commercial at the time. Okay. Good, uh, but, good, good, good. Yeah, and it, it was a great time. Yeah, great. I have a friend, I know this is a long shot, but I have a friend, Teresa White from Seattle. She was also in the air race. Does that ring a bell? There were, I think, 116 competitors. <laughs> so there were quite a few of them we got to know pretty well. Yeah. Wow. Um, and of course, maybe if I saw a face, I right, would recognize right, right. her. But that 116 was that one of the largest, I think, huh? I'm not really sure. Yeah. There were, it, it, I do know it was the first time in many years that all of the competitors that started the race mm -hmm. actually finished the race. Oh, oh, that's important. Yes. Now, how long was the race? It took us three days to get to the terminus in Terre Haute. Okay. Um, and then we spent a few days um, doing the award ceremonies and banquets. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then we took our time coming back because we visited some of our volunteers here at Sun and Fun on our mm -hmm. way back. Oh, good, good. So what, eight or nine states then you must have? Yes, I think it was nine different states. There were 12 stops, okay. almost 3,000 miles. Okay. 26 plus hours of flight time. Wow. Do you find that that's one way of getting uh, people interested in aviation with the air races? Um, I wouldn't really say that's a way to get people interested. Mm -hmm. What I saw from it was a way to build confidence. Okay. Okay. And how so? Well, a lot of the students that are here flight training in Florida mm -hmm. um, are used to the very flat land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, in Florida, mm -hmm. we can fly all year. I mean, the race was in June, so we didn't really encounter much bad weather. There uh -huh. were some storms here and there. But just being um, exposed to different terrain and airspaces that we're not accustomed to. Right, right. So yeah. that all-weather flying type, right? Right. Except for the snow, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your job and the scholarships. We do offer multiple scholarships. The largest that we offer is, and probably the most popular, is our flight training scholarship that we facilitate through the James Ray Foundation. Mm-hmm. So it is a scholarship that will it, it ultimately pay for almost their entire private oh, pilot certificate. Wow. Very nice, yeah. Uh, who was James Ray? James Ray was, um, he, he was a big philanthropist towards the education department here. He oh, donated good. the funds to build the school that we're sitting in. Oh, nice. Um, he built the Lakeland Aero Club that's right next door. So he mm -hmm. was very involved in getting the youth in, involved in aviation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that, that was his goal. Mm -hmm. So we do offer scholarships through his foundation um, for flight training as well as continuing education, which will pay for college tuition. Okay. And good. How, how many scholarships <laughs> do you offer? The flight training scholarships, we offer approximately two every month. Every month? Every month. Wow. So it is open to all students in mm -hmm. residence in Polk County between the ages of 16 and 19 years old. Okay, so they must be residents of Polk County. Correct. Did he reside in Polk? Is that... He did not, okay. but because of the partnership that we have with the Polk County School District, okay. that's why it's exclusive to those students. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so what, what, are, what are you looking for in a person applying for the scholarship? We're really looking for someone that is passionate about aviation, um, 
kind of has has the right attitude towards mm -hmm. it. Is a hard worker, um, and and it's something that we because we're here locally with the students, we're able to hold their hands, so to speak, okay. and walk them through the entire process, oh, mentor gosh. them through. Mm -hmm. uh, they are young individuals, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we're here to help them and mm -hmm. also assist with the flight schools, um, answering any questions and, you know, just every, keeping everyone in the loop so that mm -hmm. ultimately we can provide the student the mm -hmm. best mm -hmm. scenario. Do you have to maintain a certain GPA or... Uh, it's a 2.75. Okay, that's reasonable, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah, it is. That's reasonable. Yeah. So um, I'm sure. How many have you awarded? Uh, at least in your seven years. Well, right now we are working with 161 total private pilots. Wow. Hundred. And let me let digest that. 161 private pilots. That wow. is correct. Th um, those are the students that have become certificated. Yes. And um, we currently have about 40 students in training. Okay. And where do they train? Uh, it is their discretion okay. at the flight provider that they utilize. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we work with everywhere from Tampa Executive all the way east to Lake Wales and up into Apopka. So they don't have to be in Polk County Right. Well, we are right on the Hillsborough County mm -hmm. um, county line, so we we allow them to utilize the flight provider of their choice. Okay. And so, uh, if we have somebody that might be listening or, or uh, teachers, uh, what what makes a good uh, applicant? We do like to see students that have a little bit of experience in general aviation. Mm -hmm. um, so go ahead and go out and get that discovery flight. Okay. Um, go okay. fly with a family friend. Um, just get exposed in that mm -hmm. world a little bit because a lot of people don't understand what it's like in mm -hmm. July in Florida with right. no air conditioner. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so in a small airplane learning yes. how to fly, right? Right. Yes. So yeah. we like to know that they're serious about getting into it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that they really know what they're getting into. Well, after a hundred and what? Sixty what? One sixty-one. One sixty-one. Okay. I'm sure you must have some really great success stories. Could you share a couple? Oh, yes. Actually, last night we had a fundraiser dinner mm -hmm. and we had two individuals that were recipients in 2015, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, we did start offering the scholarship in 2012. We've got several wow. captains of airlines. Oh, and um, uh, actually, one of the speakers from the dinner last night is now flying with NOAA. Okay. Yeah. And um, the other young lady that was the speaker is now a an employee of Lockheed Martin. And she, I, I forget the exact project that she's working on, but these are, are very successful individuals that mm -hmm. have gone through the program. And we actually offer a social on Saturday during the air show. Oh, well, good. it's between the two air shows, the day and the night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we invite all of our alumni back, oh, whether they're still in training or in their professions now. And get together, meet and greet, kind of swap right. stories. Yeah, and, yeah. Now, you mentioned, Michelle, a little yeah. earlier that you actually have, a, like, a career fair? Or... Yes. Tell us about that. So, Well, during the year, of course, mm -hmm. I'm working with the scholarships, but for the fly-in, mm -hmm. I am the chairman of the career fair, which mm -hmm. kind of all ties in together. Mm -hmm. um, we do have 19 exhibitors out there this okay. year that mm -hmm. are actively recruiting for a variety of positions, not wow. only pilots, but yeah. mechanics. Yes. And, Mm -hmm. All of the components mm -hmm. that go along with the 
organizations that are mm -hmm. exhibiting. So if anybody is interested, they should come to Sun and Fun, if nothing else, for the career fair, right? That's right, yes. Yeah. So what, what do you do at the career? Do you actually make presentations or...? Well, the exhibitors have their own booths set up. Okay, so uh, they do have the ability to set up interviews here on site. Okay, are, are um, some of them doing that? Some of them absolutely okay. will. Good, mm -hmm. good, good, good. What do you have to have in order to be, let's say, even interviewed by by somebody? Well, they can contact me, um, okay. and I can get them in touch with the recruiter directly prior to their arrival. Oh, good. Or there's a lot of folks that will just show up with their resume in hand and mm -hmm. start the conversations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you hear a lot of times uh, to prepare for an interview, you should wear the colors of the, you're smiling, you've heard that too, wear the colors of the airlines. Do you think that's a good idea? Or? Um, I I don't think it hurts, <laughs> but we do have multiple organizations and a lot of the job seekers that I find out there are having conversations with multiple vendors out there. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So it would be hard to wear all of the colors. <laughs> That's true. You have to change every uh, 20 minutes or something. Uh, well, are they, are they looking for uh, individuals that have like a commercial certificate or license? What are they really looking for? It, it varies. Uh -huh. uh, we do keep an updated list on our website. Oh, okay. So anyone that's interested could visit the flysnf.org website. Okay. And under the career fair, there is a list of oh, all of the okay. open positions that each of the exhibitors are currently seeking. Okay. Now, is that list going to be, it's there right now, but will it be there throughout the year? Or is it just for Sun and Fun? It is well, the career fair is only here for the fly-in, yeah. so the list will probably stay public for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, but then once we start recruiting the exhibitors for next year's career fair, that list will populate as the mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. vendors start coming in. Okay, well, good. Well, that sounds exciting for 19 vendors. Is that like an all-time high? <laughs> Actually, last year our facility was a little bit larger, yep. so we had 22 last year. Oh, okay. But it's, and it, as needy as the aviation right, industry is right. for those employers right now mm -hmm. it's you know I, I could fill a larger tent if i had one okay <laughs> well maybe this is a pitch to everybody listening if you're a, a possible vendor get your space for next year right absolutely so how long do you think this is going to be that it's going to be so lucrative for mechanics and pilots and i i really have no idea mm -hmm. um i i hope that there's Jobs are fulfilled, but uh, I mean, with the the student population that I work with, you know, it's mm -hmm. they're they're slowly trickling in to uh -huh. where they're eligible for a career. But mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we we've got to just get the word out there that this is actually a a legitimate profession that they can select from. Right, right, right. And I know in some of the airlines, even the criteria for becoming a pilot with the airlines after you have your ATP are changing a bit about what right. degrees you have to have and so on. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's important that somebody has a uh, college degree to be a pilot or what, what's your thoughts? I feel like the experience is more valuable than a mm -hmm. degree. Okay. A lot of the students that I know that are in the profession now mm -hmm. don't have a degree in aviation. Okay. So they may have a business or finance degree mm -hmm. uh, where that has value, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's more value in the experience in the aircraft. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as you said a little earlier uh, about having all types of weather type 
experience, I think, you know, it's the quality of their hours. Right. Rather than maybe just the number, you can get numbers. Mm -hmm. Well, great. Well, we have just a couple of minutes left. What would you like to tell uh, our listeners? There's a lot of things as far as education and youth-related activities out here. So bring the kids out. um, Come and see us. There's a lot of things happening. We've got a lot of new aircraft coming out this year for the okay. air show. Okay. We're really excited about some of the new things that our, our new staff members have brought in. We have a new CEO and okay. a new executive director this year. Mm-hmm. So they've come in and brought some great ideas. Oh, and uh, I'm really excited to see what this year's show brings. Mm-hmm. And next year's going to be our 50th. Oh, wow. I can only imagine, huh? Yes. That'll be totally exciting. Good. Would, would you just please, again, say your website so somebody could write it down if they're listening? Yes. Our website for the fly-in is flysnf, as in sun and fun, dot org. And our education campus is the Aerospace Center for Excellence. And our website for that with summer camp information is aceedu.org. Okay, aceedu.org. Well, thank you very much, and we look forward to interviewing you next year for the big 5 <laughs> Absolutely, looking forward to it. <laughs> and you'll be flying that Cessna 210 around. Where do you have it parked? It's hangered in Bartow. Okay, okay. We'll be looking for that airplane. Well, thank you for coming today, Richard. Thank, thank you, you so much. Okay. Well, that's it for our interview today. And so until we tweet again, keep the blue side up. And you know about that blue side up, right? Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed today's Managing Safety, brought to you by the Florida Aviation Network, an effort of the National Aviation Safety Foundation and a coalition of local, regional, and national aviation organizations and agencies. Please visit our studio website to hear past programs.